Chicago. Welcome to the CHGO podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. You've been listening to CHGO all day. You know it's a big day. We just announced our partnership with Goose Island. They are our official beer partner for tailgates, takeovers, get-togethers, just hanging out on set. I'm pretty stoked. Kevin Kadick here. Mark Carmen, Luke Stuckmeyer. This is the Chicago Sports Podcast. We'll be joined by Casey Standahar later. And Lawrence Benedetto is behind the board drinking a 312. I'm such a shill for corporate sponsors. It's like people only do <laughs> things because they get paid. Remember that scene in Wayne's World? Love the goose. I'm really a classic movie. Uh, it's a straight loaf on my part that I, that I didn't properly. You already uh, had a you already had a beer on the, the Bears podcast. I've already been drinking. Start, I am, started I'm at noon. happy to get you another beer. No, we're like, there's a. Case, There's a whole case right in front, right of, in front yeah, of you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stay right where I'm at for the rest of my okay. time. Thank you guys yeah. for having me, by the way, on the show. First time here. I'd love to be here. Thank you. Oh, my you. gosh. First time caller. You again. Long time listener. Yeah. It's good to have you, Carm. Um, today we're going to be talking about a, a number of things. Right now, as we speak, the Bulls are playing. Uh, they lead the Pistons 61-52 oui, oui. in uh, Paris, <laughs> France. And what's the end of the first half right now? Okay. Yeah. So, go Bulls. The uh, CHGO Bulls team is having a great time out there. We're going to talk about Chicago's history of international sporting events a little later in the show. Um, first off, though, we are going to wow, start yeah. off with our taking care of business. Thanks, Nick. What happened on the it. ping pong table today? Yeah, that's the me. Taking care of business award winner, Nick Moriano, right there. Nick's my guy. Let's talk about the Taking Care of Business Award winner powered by ComEd. This week, it goes to our guy. I can't believe I'm saying he's our guy. George McCaskey. <laughs> Woo! George, George, George of the Jungle. Way to Get go, buddy. Get on a scooter. He pulled off quite, I don't know if it was a coup, but an impressive hire bringing in former Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren uh, to lead up a culture change, to lead up a drive for a new stadium in Arlington Heights. Uh, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is the guy we were all, I think all three of us were kind of wowed yep. by his press conference. It was something we haven't seen um, from the Bears organization historically. His name's not McCaskey. His name is not McCaskey. We'll see how he does. I'm hoping in the, in the future Kevin Warren will win the Taking Care of Business award winner. Maybe we'll give it to him if the Bears ever hoist that Super Bowl trophy, but we'll probably give it to Justin Fields. Um, but Looking at this higher right now, it just really says the Bears mean business, which I don't think we can say that a lot. Go ahead, Luke. I want to well, hear you I, first. I just I think it's exciting. I I've heard some of the reaction earlier in the week. Uh, Danny Parkins, I heard on the the Bears podcast talking about you know don't put too much into it. It does remind me almost completely of not Theo Epstein. It reminds me of hiring John McDonough. Yeah. Like somebody that left a really great job where people were like, huh, interesting. He's going to that and he has nowhere to go but up. That right? Is, like he's, he's starting the bottom. He's starting with Justin Fields, a bunch of draft picks, a, a first year head coach that he could, you know, and a GM that he could fire mm -hmm. if he wants to in a little bit. But he's, let's face it, the franchise has one way to go up. That's an excellent point as far as where he's jumping on. You, yes, it would same be, exact time as McDonough did it. Yeah, like you have a, it's going to be a hard time for you to fail. You, you <laughs> have Bears haven't won a playoff game in a decade plus. The stadium is a complete disaster. You have 
all the cap space. You have the number one overall draft pick. You hopefully are going to have incredible attitude to do what you want to do. And you're probably going to have other offers coming down the pipe. Maybe the offer that I think the one failing, by the way, because I was at that press conference, I was just rethinking the question that I didn't ask or nobody asked. I could have been the one to do it. How interested are you in being the commissioner of the NFL that continues to be rumored around? And he wouldn't have answered it, but at least I think it should have probably been asked just to see what he would have said. Right. Because, I mean, how long? But but, but, he, but so what? A, if he leaves, that's great. And that's if, an easy answer. Right. I'm not focused on the future right now. My focus is 100% yeah. on the Bears. And, right. the, and, and the question is shot down. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a whole different topic uh, altogether. I, I love the McDonough comparison because um, there's a, a lot of things there. And I think what's interesting is I think a lot of talk when McDonough was running the Blackhawks was – wouldn't he be a good fit for the Chicago Bears? Now, John McDonough yeah. rightfully is kind of in exile uh, for the way that he comported himself <laughs> during the Kyle Beach scandal. Um, the buck stopped with him. He paid the price. Um, but it does seem similar to, to that Blackhawks thing. The Blackhawks, when John McDonough came in, were a mom-and-pop operation. Mm-hmm. They were ruled by a guy... Uh, and Bill Wirtz, who wouldn't put games on television. That's that's how backwards. And not now, obviously, the Bears are part of the NFL, which is as big of a behemoth as you can get. But it's still kind of a little bit of a hermit kingdom within the NFL, right? Yeah. So this opens it up a little. I think when now Kevin Warren goes to meetings and NFL league-wide meetings, that puts the Bears and elevates their standing a little bit more. And to me, that's exciting. And I know Danny was on on the show saying, well, look, uh, the you can never screw up a stadium. This is not that big of a deal. And, and, and They've hope, already done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, he's saying in the year 2023 yeah. you can't yeah, screw yeah. up a stadium. And, the and Hope so pushed back and said, look, there are new stadiums that aren't necessarily what the Vikings stadium is, which Kevin Warren had a direct hand in. Uh, I'm focusing in on McDonough and how those two and Kevin are, are – the, the difference in personality. John was, you know, kind of iron fist guy, and we we are going to get this right, and yeah. it's, and we are we're going to button up our. Every, you are going to be in the office at eight a.m. with the with your suit yeah, and you've already read the paper, and you're ready to go, and we are not playing around. And Kevin has a, like a drop of that, but there's also a certain level of rapport that you feel like Warren wants to have with everyone within the building, calling himself an intern that just feels like a little bit different. I'm sure that will change, but there's, 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 there's something personality wise that I think should be underlined. That's, that's different interesting too. Adam had a good point in his newsletter, which was available, available for diehard saying that, that he's a guy that's going to expect everyone in the office the same time as him, whatever. And, and that did make me think of McDonough because yeah. we know that McDonough was not an easy person to work for. We know he was not an easy person to cover. Um, I know probably everyone on the set got a phone call from John McDonough at some point about something or other. Um, he so was it's intense. Be interesting, but th- there were results. And and I, I know a lot of people say, "Well, with John McDonough, well, he just did the obvious things. He put him back on TV. He welcomed back Bobby Hall and Stan Mikita. He, you know." He did that, but at the same time, it, like he made he made it seem like it was the biggest deal. You or I would have just said, "Okay, well, yeah, put Pat Foley back behind the mic, call yeah. it a day." He rolled out the red carpet, the whole marketing, everything that came around it, and really made the Blackhawks into a 
he also uh, was swinging the hammer too. Like he he took out a lot of employees early on. There were a, there were a lot of people looking for new jobs that weren't he didn't feel were doing their job the way he was going to want them to do. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out for the Bears as well. Um, I've heard that Kevin Warren isn't he's not the easiest guy to work for, but yeah. he might not be John McDonough. Interesting. Uh, so the, the the title of today's show is best hires in. Chicago sports history. And this is not a free agent signing thing, so let's just throw players out the window. Okay. Who's the best hire in Chicago sports history? Is it I don't think that I don't think there's a I, I I'll be honest with you. I don't know how you could not say, say Theo, Theo because how do you go from 108 years of losing to then winning the World Series? It, it's the it's the biggest championship in American sports history. It's got to be Theo. He took he took them from he took them from lovable losers to winning the World Series. Right. So pretty much by himself. Now, not hiring, but Tom Ricketts had to make that hire, and somehow he took them away from the Boston Red Sox. You know, it wasn't like he was out there toiling around. You could say t- he took them away from Minnesota. He took them away from the Red Sox. Yeah. He already but, broke that curse. He was done with them. But that. Time to move the, on. Right. Th- that thing was falling apart, and Theo was ready for change. So, But he does get credit, 100%. But, I like, if we're going to do McDonough versus Theo, and I don't like to be just a... Well, I, I think it depends how we define hire, because if we open it up past the front office, is Harry Carey a more important hire to Hi! the That's than, a great one. Than Theo Epstein. Took him away from the Sox. Took him away from the Sox. The turned- Sox had just gone to pay, pay television. Harry said, I don't want any part of it. Did the reverse Lund Casper. <laughs> and turned Wrigley into, Wrigleyville into a party. If, if, right. if you're talking about strictly becoming the face of the franchise and lighting up the – I mean, that's an excellent one. Harry mm-hmm. had enormous, enormous, enormous influence. I still miss him to this day. Bring him back, rise him back up. Let's go. But <laughs> no, no, no. We we saw him this summer. It was terrible. Oh my! Last God. summer <laughs> at the at the game in Iowa. Oh, that was like, the hologram or whatever that thing's that was called. Awful. Was you, hideous. You would have Cubs signing autographs along the wall at Wrigley in the '80s, and you'd have Harry, and there'd be there would be a, a monster crowd around Harry, and there'd be like four people who wanted a. I don't I'm know. just merely saying you just said to bring him back from the dead. That's yeah, no, no, yeah. Right, I understand we can't do that. But uh, I, rewinding back, like McDonough, three rings, Theo, one, and Cass Weil, Greg Braggs to CHGO. I mean, that's kind of close. Brick by brick. Brick by brick. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical, Cass. Uh, and I'm assuming you're related to Greg. And if you're not, not as funny as Matt Nagy in the chat saying it's not even close, boys. The yeah. Bears hiring Matt Nagy. You were big. <laughs> I'm going to throw a name out there that I think maybe you could argue. I don't know if he's it's Theo Epstein, the, the drought. I, I, I think he is number one. Let's but talk if about. If you can't pick number one, at least we could do a, a Mount Rushmore, yeah. right? Let's talk about Jim Finks. Oh, Jim Finks. Jim Finks was uh, the architect of the, the Purple People Eaters in Minnesota and that dynasty or whatever you want to, you know, the, that was the last time the Vikings won an NFL championship. Kind of a similar situation because up to that point, George Hallis had always been the football operations guy. He was, you know, he chose everything. He was the first outsider to come in. I think he came in in 1974. And 
drafted Walter Payton in 1977. Pretty good. They made the playoffs in 1977 for the first time since 1963. They made it again in 1979. Then Hallis didn't consult with Finks in hiring Mike Ditka, which is another conversation we can have uh, in this topic. Another great hire. But he's like, I'm out the door, but I'm going to stay for the 1983 draft. And the 1983 draft, if the 2023 Chicago Bears can do as half as well as they did (laughs) in 83. Two Hall of Famers. Jim Finks, first round. Jimbo Covert. Hall of Fame. Willie Galt in the first round. Mike Richardson in the second. L.A. Mike. L.A. Mike. Dave Dewerson in the third. Yep. Tom Thayer in the fourth. Wow. Mark Bortz in the eighth. And? Wow. Eighth round defensive end named Richard Dent. Hall of Fame. Like, that's insane. I mean, that's the best draft in uh, Chicago sports history. That's pretty clear. I hate to be Nobody's the near that. cold water on the show on this one, but who else was drafted in that 1983 draft? Dan Marino? Dan Marino. Dan damn-ass Marino. How many Super Bowls would they have won with Marino? More than Dan Marino won with the Dolphins. More than Dan Marino <laughs> won with the wow. Dolphins. I mean, if you talk to... It, like 84 to 89 with Marino, I don't know if they ever lose. Still a great draft. Still a yeah. great draft. There's always a hindsight, but when you get two Hall of Famers in one draft. I love Jim McMahon, but Dan Marino, we would not be sitting here talking about 1985. It would have been a that, – that's a dynasty <laughs> all day Here's long. a question for you. We've, we've talked about um, the Bears, the Blackhawks, the Cubs. Who's the best hire in White Sox history? Who's the best hire – in Bulls history. The Bulls. Oh, I mean, it's clearly Tony LaRussa in 2019 or 2020. <laughs> clearly not. Uh, the Bulls one is interesting because you could say a lot of different people. You could say Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. but how about the guy that made the hire? Please no. Please don't. Jerry Krause. Please uh, don't. The Penguin. Why don't you go further back than that? None of it matters if Rob Thorne doesn't take Michael Jordan. The most important draft pick in the history of sports, Michael Jordan. Rod, Rod Thorne, Thorne Rod made Thorne. the pick. I'm with you. Rod Thorne. So, I All mean, day. I, Jerry Krause says the banner hanging up, but Rod, Rod Thorne is the guy that drafted Michael Jordan. Now, what, what, Jerry's got a big What's role interesting there. is I think Phil Jackson is, I think you lump him in with Joe Madden and uh, Joel Quenville. They were a trio of coaches who were brought in to replace guys and I, maybe this is giving Rick Renteria maybe a little bit of an unfair shake, but Doug Collins got the Bulls to where he could take them. Dennis Savard, nice guy, signs a good autograph, but was not going to. Uh, hey, come on. But the, the players loved him. Patrick Kane sobbed. He did. Sobbed yeah. when but they would hired they have won, Coach Q. Would they have won three and six with, well, no, with Dennis I, Savard? I don't think so. And I don't think that's right. a shot at Savvy. I think that was – he was a popular guy within the organization, though, Savvy. Yeah. still is. So, like – Hiring Q was kind of... Dennis Savard was a throwback to that mom-and-pop organization, yes. right? Let's hire Dennis Savard to, to run things. Like Jeff Saturday is running the Colts. Dennis Savard is running, <laughs> running the Blackhawks, right? Uh, so for the White Sox, is it, um, is I think it Ozzie Guillen? I think it's Ozzie, right? Who created Ribby and Rhubarb? I'll give that guy. That guy was one. solid, too. You want to... Yeah, whoever the old-school Brooks Boyer was. In all was. my years, Bill, Bill Vec's in there. Yeah, like, Bill Vec, come on. I mean, I don't know if that's really a hire. He was the owner. He can't. I guess you can't say that. But like most important people. But as far as a hire, do you, they don't win the World Series in '05 without Ozzy, right? Do we all agree? I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Nose diving down the stretch. Ozzy ball. Ozzy's probably the most important one in White Sox history. I mean, 
There's not a we don't have a. But I, I, I also just kind of feel like that was just. I, I feel like the White Sox, a lot of their history, and God bless them. They just kind of stumble into good situations. It's never anything like good decision making. I was like, oh, let, let's let's go after Ozzy. He's a you know, I mean, he was a former player. Let's go get Robin Ventura. Didn't work out as well. Let's go bring back Tony La Russa a second time. Didn't work out as well. There, there's a reason why, at least uh, in the last forty plus years, there's been one World yeah. Series on the South Side. And Phil, and Phil, by the way, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it just popped in my head, and you know, I'm old. I don't want to forget this. Phil replacing Doug Collins was Doug Collins was popular too. Yeah, that was that was crossing. our guy Darius Morgan says in the comments the Savard situa- situation was exactly. Yeah. Like the Doug Collins of Phil situation, almost. Identical. I don't agree with that. I think Doug. Oh, I, Coll- think so. I think Doug Collins was a better coach than than Dennis Savard. Yeah, I agree with that. But but Doug Collins like was. Doug Collins went on to have other NBA. But head but Blackhawks fans love Dennis Savard. Bulls fans weren't like Doug Collins is our. Yeah, you know people what I mean. People were pissed at the time, though. It was it was not popular. I I remember listening to Capagon Sports that night when. Uh, <laughs> when <laughs> I'm not lying either. When Doug got and people were like, "How that? Are you kidding?" Like you were just in the Eastern Conference Finals, you you lost four games to two to Detroit. You're firing the coach, and who the hell is Phil Jackson? I mean, that's <laughs> right. that was that was what the thought was <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah, I remember so, that. You know, he, I'm not a, I've never been a Krause guy. I thought I think he's got got way too much credit. But that was a great hire by Jerry Krause. No, you know, I once uh, I once peed next to Jerry Krause at uh, in in Maryville, lovely Maryville, in uh, spring training. I, I peed next to Harry at Wrigley. We have something in common, Lawrence. Nice. How about that? <laughs> Was it a trough situation for you? No, it was okay. individual stalls. Right. Harry, how you doing? Hi! The ball club. He was pissed. They were like, it was, a, I think that might have been 0-14 year, 97. He was pissed and he was pissing. Never yeah. thought this show would talk urine. <laughs> Harry Carey. You're yeah. in trouble now, yeah. Luke. But <laughs> I like this conversation. It's it, it's an interesting one. I mean, we've seen a lot of bad hires. Hire. Uh, oh. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace come to mind. Tony Russo, we've Tressman. talked about Tressman, Emery. This has uh, a this has Emery. Warren Beard. has a chance. Pass the three one two. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Warren has a chance to go down as the greatest hire in Bears history. That's oh, I don't well, think that's. I, we just laid out I, what, honestly, what Jim Finks did. Like, didn't Danny Parkins convince you that that's not possible? He did not. He did not. I I kind of agree with what he's saying. I love the hire because of the reasons he's been hired. Right. Do the stadium right. Okay, make the team more money, but he's not going to invest that money back. Theo took the money that he was making the team and then put it back into the team. He can't do that in football. There's a salary cap. So it's like mm-hmm. he's not going to impact, I don't think, I don't see the ways that he could impact the actual on-field product other than if he needs to rehire a GM moving forward and needs to hire the right guy. But outside of that, it's more about making the McCaskies money and getting the stadium right for the fans. Well, and he could leave after five years, and that would be fine with me. Yeah. What, I'd love Jim Phillips to come in after that. It, it's, <laughs> it's on the table, though, that he may have to hire a GM. I mean, it's not sure. going to be tomorrow, but in a couple of years, if things go sideways, he could be in that position. And he has to support. Or he has the opportunity to support Ryan Poles in ways that a GM in that position hasn't had before. So, 
I feel I've, good about all those things. I yeah. feel I feel great about the hire, but most mm. of us feel good about the hire because it's not what it says. It's it's not Ted Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry to be the guy. By, but by like, the way, how do you know honest. Jim Phillips yeah. isn't going to be Big Ten commissioner? He could be. Yeah. That would but be then interesting. He could go. He could go from there to to the Bears, and then he could become NFL commissioner. That's right. I don't think Jim Phillips is an NFL guy. Jim Phillips is a great hire. Jim anyway. Phillips is a is a college guy. Kevin Warren was not a college guy. I wonder if no, they No, I'm not saying I would yeah. have chosen him over Kevin Warren. I, I like right, right, I like right. the Kevin Warren hire. I'm just saying, are there other guys that could do the job? Yes, but I like this man specifically because everybody, everybody raves about the Minnesota Stadium, and that's his most important job right now. Yep. Uh, Darius, that's a good name in Dallas Green. That was a fantastic hire for the Cub, even though 84 did not work out the way we wanted it to work out. Rest in peace. All right. I Pete. sat next to... Uh, Dallas Green on a flight once from... But did you pee next to him? <laughs> no, I sat next to him. He was a large man. I was like, at that time, I was about half the size I am now. I was like 12 years old. And he was he fell asleep. He was snoring. On your My shoulder? My dad was like, you're sitting next to Dallas Green. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Snoring Dallas Green. Do you, know the, uh, do you know the David Kaplan Dallas Green story? I do not, but I'm about uh, to. You're, you're real... Well... Good old young Cap used to sell T-shirts on the street. Oh, that's how, yeah, I do know this. And he was also a vendor. So somebody on the street was like, K- is there any way I can get that shirt? Can I get 10 of those? He's like, I, I don't have 10 on me, but I'll, I can go to my car and I'll bring them to you in the stadium. Where are you sitting? So he comes in with his 10 shirts, and the guy's like, I love that shirt. Hold it up. Show my all my friends when I'm buying it. So he throws it up. And Dallas Green is, like, watching from, the, from wherever. And it's like, fire that vendor who's selling his shirts that we're not selling. Oh, no. That, Green fired cap. There it is. That's the Dallas Green David Kaplan story. Thank you very much. I know people were tuning in for that today. <laughs> ah, something I didn't know. Yeah, there you go. All right, Luke, you want to tell us about Athletic Greens? <laughs> I, I, I do. I, Let's I move on. Trying, I was trying not to read the chat. Uh, <laughs> guys, our, our, another one of our partners is a product I've been using every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. I've been on it for about nine months, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's got a mild tropical taste. Instead, it is very healthy with that tropical taste. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, 75 high-quality vitamins involved here, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all those things that are important to a Mark Carmen. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning, empty stomach, and zing, there I go, off to my day with a skip in my step, and it's lifestyle-friendly, too. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. That's nothing. It's practically free to you at this point. And it's recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, one scoop in a cup of regular water every day. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs or CHGO Bears, CHGO Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I want to tell everyone about game time. 
Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line courtside behind home plate, it is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy, and you will not find a better deal this season. I might check this out. Uh, the Blackhawks play on Sunday. Haven't been out there yet. Don't want to spend a lot of money to see the worst team in the NHL. Game Time. I'm going to fire up Game Time. Game Time is created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So on Sunday, I will come back to this, uh-huh. fire up the description, click the link. Voila. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, the Bulls uh, right now are leading uh, 72 to 60. Oui, so oui. hopefully they can keep things up. We know they've had problems with leads this year, but uh, I got a text from Will Gottlieb. He says there's no Wi-Fi in that arena. That ain't good. Did I you? thought Paris was like a modern city. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be spectacular. He's like, I don't know about the writing. I said, well, you better like write it on paper and scan it in or something. Like, did, did you see the outfit that Joakim Noah wore when they recognized him on the court? It's, no. ama- it's amazing. It's so joking. No, he's got a hat. He's got a hoodie. He's got sweatpants that are tucked into his socks. He's got Crocs on. Yeah. Uh, it's very joking. There, you can see it on, oh, on the YouTube go. channel. That is amazing. <laughs> he, look, he looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out of the desert. You know what I mean? There are times when you hear, oh, so-and-so got asked for their ID by security, and yeah. they didn't recognize it was such and such famous athlete. This dude tries to get into the Paris thing. People might be like, "Hey, what what's going yeah. on?" Like, let's, but he's Joe let's see your in, credentials. He's Joe Keem in France. I mean, so being seven feet tall helps. So <laughs> Noah is just popping up wherever he wants to be these days. Yeah. Just living the life. Yeah, Tibbs gave him seventy-two million dollars for four years in New York and whatever else he made in his life, and just gonna hang out. Good for him. I, I just Good hope for Matt him. Peck's allowed back through customs after yeah. his interaction with Joe Kim. We're going to talk a little bit more that, about CHGO Bulls and Joe Kim Noah when <laughs> Casey comes on set in the third segment. But first, uh, because the Bulls are pl- pay- playing in Paris, we start talking about Chicago's history of international games. I actually went through and looked at the international game history for the Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, White Sox, and Bears. Here comes Japan. Let's go Cubbies. I put, oh, things yeah. to, I put things oh, together. I totally forgot. I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the uh, name. I'm going to say the date. I'm going to say the location. You tell me which team played there. Okay, I got my buzzer ready. Is this Carm versus Luke? No, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not going to do I can tell you right now I'm not going to do I'm well. I'm not going to do well either. I forgot what I had for lunch. Me too. We're going to go in chronological order. Okay. Starting all the way back in 1960, as far oh, as I can tell. Good luck. And now Bears. I don't know if the Cubs or Sox oh. back in there... I guess you could, you know, I don't know. Back in their day, they they snuck across the border to play okay. whatever. But uh, starting in 1960, there was a game at Varsity Stadium in Toronto. Who played there? And we're not counting the Blackhawks for any Canadian. 1960 games, by the way. Varsity Stadium, Toronto. It's, it's got to be the Bears. I mean, it Feels sounds like a Bears thing. The right? Bears. The Bears and who? Toronto Argonauts. Bears in they played Buffalo? Ex- they played an exhibition against the New York Giants, beat them 16-7. to 
A year later, the bear. Oh, the bears. One for one. I just screwed it up. <laughs> Woo, we got it. These things happen. Damn three bears. one two. Nobody Stuckmeyer, heard you. Two Damn for two. three one two. Uh, the Bears played at Molson Stadium in Montreal. Beautiful. Who did they play? The Alouettes. They did. <laughs> they played the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> three for three. And beat him 34-16. I could not find evidence and if they used the CFL state. Uh, the Man, I'm on fire. CFL is three downs, right? Why did they, yeah, play, so. the C- why did they play the Alouettes? Is there uh, a reason? Probably because that's where someone, they're from, Montreal Alouettes. Someone probably cut a, a, a check to Papa Bear. That's, yeah. that's he probably turned around and gave it to the, the Packers to save him. So they, yeah. did they play in the tiny little narrow field? Did they do three downs? I could not find any evidence uh, of this game. But uh, what year was it? 1961. Dollars would make sense there. I, I like it. Interesting. No international trips for another 25 years. When a Chicago team played at Wembley Stadium in London. Who was that? Uh, Bears. Feels against Bears. the Cowboys. 1986. That was the first game after Super Bowl twenty. That's right. Lawrence. Bears. And the Bears won 17-6. to a young, Roger, a young Roger Bennett of Men in Blazers fans. Oh, that's right. That's how he became a fan. in Chicago, even though he lived in England at the time. Oh. And he met them at the airport at like 3 in the morning. It's a great story in his book. If you haven't read his book. That's great. I highly recommend it. I should have placed DraftKings bets on me getting these right. out. So my, my dad had a poster of the 1986 schedule. He still has it. It's still hanging in his garage. And that nice. first one garage. is Bears and Wembley Stadium. And I just remember being like a seven- or eight-year-old kid thinking, why are they playing in London? You 1988, Ulevi Stadium in Gothenburg, Sweden. Got to be the Blackhawks. You, you let me stadium. You, you don't go to Sweden to play. Well, it's wait that, a minute. It's not what the year? Bulls. 1988. Doesn't feel like the Bears either. I think you're right on the Hawks. It was actually the Chicago Bears. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings wow. probably because wow. it was a Scandinavian country. 28 Woo. to 21. See, if it was 1980, I would have said Der Sting. Maybe the Chicago I, I Sting. I, 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 I had that yeah. hidden Reg- in my head. Regular season game? Uh, exhibition. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. They weren't handing out. I don't think they'd hand out an NFL game to Sweden. No. Remember they, like, divided up all the NFL teams and said, the Bear, who do the Bears belong to now? Spain? Uh, or, or is it? I don't remember. Everyone's mm. got a territory over there now. By the way, uh, today the um, NFL announced the five teams that will be playing international teams. Yeah. The only team that, the Bears act- that is on the Bears' schedule is the, is the Chiefs. Yeah, and they so, play at Kansas City. They play at Kansas City, so there is a, a chance Bears Chiefs could be overseas. In Germany. In Germany. That'd be oh, Germany. Cool. Germans. How cool would that be? That would be very cool. I wonder if when the Bears played in when they played in Sweden, you think they went to the first ever IKEA? Was it open yet? <laughs> what I, a, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Had the meatballs sure at had the meatballs at IKEA then went and played a football game. I, Mike Dickett assembling a little What are these? Little these, are, nightstand. these are like white gravy meatballs. I did not know. That I have I no recollection of that. Like some of these, I just have no recollection of. No, I don't. All of that. these Wembley, I, I remember. Well, uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah. So yeah. far, just Wembley. Do I faintly remember? I don't. Games I, like yeah. Nineteen ninety one, Berlin, Germany. Bears. Forty niners beat the Bears twenty one to seven. Nineteen ninety two, London, England. Wembley Arena. Oh, that's Bulls. also feels like the Bears. Bulls. Wembley Arena. Wembley Arena. Arena. Bulls. 92? It's indoors. I'm going to say Bulls. It was the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. They went over there and played the Montreal Canadiens in a two-game set and split the set. 
Hey, shout out to Darius who said he had the Junkyard Dogs and Black and Blues Brothers posters. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have that I still also. do. That's in my parents' basement somewhere. I, I, I have, have those in my garage. I think, yeah. I think mine are gone. Your family with the garage posters. You guys well, are big on the garage posters. it runs posters. in the family. Yeah. How, how else are you supposed to dress up a garage? That's right. You paint the inside of your garage? I didn't know that anybody did uh, dress up. one of those it fancy floors? Already, no, no, no. Like, there's drywall on it. There was already paint on it, but there's, you know. I wish No, my, the fancy floors are the worst. You slip on them. I've got the uh, not attached garage, so it's just cold out there. But I still yeah. have a TV mounted, my dartboard. I've nothing. never gotten the invite. I got nothing. I got yeah, cobwebs. We I, I, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll change that. Cobwebs uh, and a lot of junk. I've got the everything. picture of the fridge by the fridge. Nice. And then I don't know if you saw the Chicago Party Ant series on Netflix. They actually, in her apartment, she's got a, the, the same poster of the fridge. We all know the one we're talking about by the fridge. I. I never felt more seen. Who is the party <laughs> ant? You never seen it's Chicago uh, Party Ant? No, I have. But what's, it's the, what's Chris, her name? Well, it's, it's actually oh, it's Chris, Denise, right? It's, but it's Chris Wytrowski who yeah. is the actor. It's actually a dude who runs the count. Yeah, oh, he's okay. a good guy. Oh, yeah. We should have on. He was in the Bear. He was in the Bear. He was the sister's husband. Yep. Yeah. 1997, Dublin, Ireland. Oh, Dublin, 1997. Feels like the Bulls. Yeah, that does sound like it would be the Bulls. But maybe, I, I don't remember it if, it if it was. I don't think it is because, of course, there's something coming up that's Bulls. Uh, Dublin, Ireland, You know what? I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Blackhawks. Hmm. Say Blackhawks. They tried Kevin to, not tried to build the, uh, the Irish hockey it's background. N- it's not the Cubs. It's not the Sox. I don't know. The blitz were gone already. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Chicago Bears 30-17 to in an exhibition right. game. Yeah. 1997, Paris, France. Yep. Last That's dance, the Bulls baby. in 97? Last dance, baby. Yeah, nice. I was saying 98, but so it was in there. the first half of the season. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Preseason. They played uh, two exhibition games. They played PSG uh, Racing yep. and the Greek team Olympiakos. That's uh, Tony Parker's former yep. team. And it did Racing make team. 2000, Tokyo, yeah. Japan. There two we, game set. That's oh, yeah. the Cubbies. That is oh, Cubs. Sammy. That's the Cubs. My goodness. Les Grubson was there. Who did they play? Uh, Mets. They played the Mets. Was it, was it interleague? It was right. the Mets? New York Mets. It opened yeah. the season. I don't remember. And they that. lost 4 nothing or something like they that, They split right? the, series, the two yeah, game set. Okay. They won, the, they won the opener, lost the, the second one. I just remember that was like peak Sammy like mania yeah. in Japan. No, the white bulb was flashed in front of my eyes for that one, and I completely erased it. From the memory bank. I feel like Mark Grace hit a home run in one of those games, but maybe he was already really? gone. I feel like Tuffy Rhodes would right. hit one. Tuffy was so good. Or Matt Merton. I loved Matt Merton. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought Matt Merton was the answer. Came big stars over in Japan. They, true. 2009, London, England. 2000 Exhibition game. 2009. That's got to be the Bulls. Bulls beat the Jazz, 102-101. 2009, Zurich, Switzerland, and Helsinki, Finland. That's the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Yeah. The Blackhawks, they played uh, two exhibition games against European club teams in Switzerland, then moved on to play the Florida Panthers in Finland and split the series. That was the start of their first Stanley Cup run. I was to say, yeah, that's They lost that opener, and it was like, uh-oh, what the hell? <laughs> I think that was the same day that Chicago got voted out of the Olympic conversation, yeah, if I yeah. remember right. I oh. just threw that Thank binder goodness. out. I had a binder that was like as thick as that Goose Island. Should have put that case. on eBay. I probably should have, but it was yeah. just taking up space, and we were moving. I'm like, you know, nobody's going to buy this. Threw it in the dumpster. Should have brought it here. Recycle. 
2010, Toronto. 2010, Toronto. The Whites? No, it can't White be Sox Cubs. Played, can't no, the be White Sox, Sox have played it. Have can't played be Bulls. White has Sox to be play the in Toronto all the time. Oh, Bears or Hawks? Well, no, the Bears. It has to be the Bears. Who it did literally they play? has to be the Bears. The Bears play the Giants. The Bills. They yeah. played the Bills. They won 22 19. So that was just the Bills' home game then, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2011, London, England. Got a lot of London, England. A lot of London the here. Bears. Wait, is that Bears Raiders? No. That's not yet. London, England, 2011? Bulls. Cubs? Blackhawks. The Bears. <laughs> Bears. Was it the Sting? <laughs> it's not the Sting. The Bears the- beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18. I'd love to get the Sting in here. I think we've passed the Sting's existence, so that's not going to happen. But Lawrence wore a Sting jersey uh, the day of our launch. Nice. Uh, yeah, an opening Carl day. Heinz yeah. Yeah. See that on there, Darius. Nice work. I think 2013, before- Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That was Ooh. the Bulls. That was the Bulls. They beat the Wizards 116-81. That I... See? Exhibition game. 2018, Mexico City, Mexico. That's got to be the Bulls, too. They The Magic beat the Bulls 97-91. 2019, Berlin and Prague. Blackhawks. <laughs> yep. Played the Flyers in Prague. And they win or lose? They lost. Were you there? <laughs> there we go. I was not. Oh. Friend Brian McGuffey went, though, for his 40th birthday party. Oh, Guff, nice. To Prague and back. Did, well, then did he stop back in England? Which he was saw both games. Yeah, they did. They saw bo- uh, they saw so, every game overseas and then came back. He went bing, bing, back. Just the Blackhawks? Yeah. Because there, there was No, other- they saw the, the – uh, who was the other game that was going on at the same time? There was, a, the there was a game in 2019 Bears. in London, England. There was a Bears game. Yeah, so Bears. Yeah, he saw that too, I think. I think. I believe they saw all of them. Oh, God. I'm shocked 40th he's 40. How about that for a 40th I, birthday I, run? I still think of him as like a 22-year-old. That's my Me knowledge too. of golf, though. So, uh, yeah, 2019 London Bears, uh, That was they lost the Raiders, and I think that was the first inkling that maybe this Matt Nagy thing was not going to work out. Where are you at now in the chat, Matt? Ouch. Yeah, where's Matt? He might have left us. Darius took over. So 2023 Bulls, Pistons, and uh, Perry, and coming in June, London Cubs Cardinals. Cubs Cards. excited, Luke? Cubs Cards. Big Ben. I don't know if we're go- we don't know if we're going yet, but I know that uh, Cody has tried to get his passport all lined up we'll, for that. We'll tell you on June 21st. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on the passport. Sorry, Cody. I don't want to throw cold water again, but couldn't it have been like Cubs Pirates over there? Why do we got to ruin a Cubs Cardinals weekend and put it in London? Don't you want to go you to Ray for that? Nah, it'd be pretty they cool. They play to each see. other nineteen times. Who cares? Want to go over there it's, and see them play? Well, it's always special, though. I love every. I love every Cubs Cardinals. Nobody week. in London wants to see the Pirates play anything. They don't care in London, do they? They love the Pirates. If you're gonna go over there. At least make it a good game. <laughs> uh, Bulls uh, up fourteen at the moment. Let's go. Fourth quarter. They never lose over there. No, third quarter. They usually lose to teams like the Pistons, though. That's yes, they do. That's the problem. So I'm a buyer on the Bulls. <laughs> so many close games. All right. Karm, thanks for joining us. I'm leaving. You're We're shipping me off. you out. Am I the first, am I, the, I feel great. we got to make way for Casey. You want am, I the, am I the first person in the history of the show that didn't make it through the end of the show? <laughs> uh, yes. That's a great uh, question. Take your... All right. Hey, well, you're supposed to... Don't yeah. forget your 3-1-2. I, I got everything. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I got feel it. like we should have a cliff of Nancy Foss. Dun, 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 d
Luke, tell us about Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles that are catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, though, they have an insane protection program. Lost and broken replacements. You're not getting that anywhere. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything. Lose them in Paris, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hands just as good as any other pair I've ever owned, including Ray-Ban. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated. This is, I mean, I thought it was a typo the first time I saw it. 20 million meals to date. That's impressive. They stand behind their product too. Told our team if anybody's got a problem, they throw profit out the window. Do what's right to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love your Shady Rays or they're going to pay to ship them back. That's it. Exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays running the deepest deal of the season. Use the code CHGO for 50% off two pairs or more at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. BOGO. Two pairs as low as 54 bucks. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I wish I could have used my Shady Rays today, but it was like awful out. So, so gloomy today. So maybe tomorrow. Uh, this weekend, the NFL playoff action continues, and we are one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, we want you to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Luke, I'm going to share something with you. Okay. Uh, these sportsbooks, they give out good deals when it's NFL playoff time. This is a good deal. You want to take care of it. Done. Uh, plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg. You add up to 100%. So I'm looking forward. I'm probably going to do like a, a four-leg parlay. Let's see if I can hit all four games uh, mm-hmm. this week. See if I can do it. Didn't do it this last weekend. Lost on the first game. I thought maybe I'll get some entertainment out of Super Wild Card Weekend. Didn't Noth- work nothing out. worse than yeah. losing. Well, actually, there is things worse than losing on the first one. Is losing on the last one. Yeah. Which one hurts more to you? It's the last one. Because oh, you can hedge one. on the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess that, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Don't anyway, let your four-leg parlays become dogs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. And new customers, again, will bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. <laughs> See show notes for details. It's time for Scroll Stoppers with Casey Standahar, who's been one very busy social maven today. Casey, what's up? Hi, guys. I have been a busy social maven today. You you managed the Goose Island and launch? Every day, Casey. And every day, you're right. Don't just say today. It was launch day. It was a big day today because our partnership with Goose Island is a big deal. And so we wanted to blow it out and make it awesome. And we did. We did. And not only that, we've we've had awesome social content from CHGO Bulls in Paris all week. Yes, we. I am going to be the Paris, CHGO in Paris correspondent today. Yeah. Since the guys since, aren't here. Or since you're not there. 
And since I'm not there, I need a little beret, whatever. It's fine. I'll get over it. Uh, the guys are having a great time, and they're meeting their heroes. They're doing really great things over there. The first video I want to show for Scroll Stoppers is uh, this video that the CHO Bulls crew and RG produced. They met up with Io at the Louvre Museum, and this is really cool. They had him talk about some of his memorable moments. This specifically is about his uh, block on KD. There we go. There's three pictures of you, uh, you know what I'm saying? We just want you to tell me what was going on in this picture, you know, at that time that it happened. I bet. What was going on? What was going on in your head right here on this one? So actually, you know, I think DeMar had turned it over. Yeah. And then, so when I, once it, instead of a turnover, my first three seconds is to, to always never think about a turnover, but try to, what I could do next to prevent them from scoring. So um, he turns it over. So my first three steps, I turn, I get into it to get ready to run back on defense, and I see KD going. Yeah. So then I knew that he was trying to go to the rim and dunk it or lay it in. So I wanted to try to, to, to time my steps up and get there. And then once I saw Zach and Damari like off to the shot, I knew I had a chance to block it. In that, that moment, I'm not saying, oh, this is KD. I'm just trying to like prevent him from scoring. But after the play, well, yeah, that, was, that was KD. That was three. <laughs> <laughs> cool to have yeah. him there in Paris on his birthday actually is the day they met up with him um, and have him kind of relive that moment for us and get his kind of firsthand take on that I mean yeah they hung out with him at the Louvre how cool is yeah. that it's awesome. they're living the good life right now they're living the good life well they're living the very they're gonna good have life. to come back eventually yeah someone's gonna are. have to tell them <laughs> they'll come back to reality and the Bulls will go on an eight game losing <laughs> streak and then we'll say yeah but at least you went to Paris and then Will got to interview uh, DeMar DeRozan during practice the other day. This is DeMar reacting to finding out that he has played more games than any other player in the NBA since 2010. So here's what he had to say about that. I don't know if you've seen this stat at all, but since you were drafted, you've played the most games out of anybody in the league since like 2008, 2009. Really? Did you know that? No, I did not know What's that. What's your reaction to that? <laughs> I mean, I just said it without knowing. Um, I mean, like I said, I always pride myself, man. I, I was a kid that always wanted to play every recess at school, every AU game when you play five games in a day. Um, I just always wanted to hoop, man, you know, and that's just always been my mentality. So that, that speaks for itself when, when you give me that stat because I, I had no idea about that. But Will wrote he is a hooper. I mean, he literally had no idea that that this was a stat yeah. about himself. That's amazing. I love DeMar. Cool. I mean, he like he just kind of built for Chicago. He's California cool, but the work ethic and, I mean, just being able to be out there on the court as much as he can be, like that just that's what Chicago wants to see from its players. Right. We've talked about that on the show before. They've got a lot of likable guys. It makes you want them to mesh together so yeah. that it comes together on the court, right? Like, it's a little disjointed, but yeah. if they could all get it together, they have a very likable group of players that are very easy to root for. Well, it's like that video the other day of, that we got of Dalen Terry interrupting <laughs> uh, Zach Levine's press conference with everybody, his media scrum, and then come DeMar get steps your son. in. Yeah, he's like, come <laughs> get your son, and they have this inside joke about you know him being his stepchild or whatever, and it's just funny because a lot of people saw that, loved it, and responded and said, I just want this chemistry to – now show up on the court as well so yep. if they could if they could find that good balance it'd be great um more of our guys meeting their legends their heroes their favorite players uh big dave got to meet 
LeVar. I'm a little upset about this, to be ball. honest. Why are you upset about this? I can't stand LeVar Ball. Yeah, he's not a legend. Well, Ball sports legend. LeVar, big baller. Yeah. I like well, LeVar. Honestly, I honestly like LeVar. Here, here's the thing. I'm actually annoyed at Big Day for liking him because remember the thing, the dumb thing he said about how he could take Michael Jordan in a one-on-one contest? Yeah, I do remember that. Come on, bro. Really? Yeah. Over and over he said it. And Big Dave can't decide who he prefers, whether it's D. Rose or MJ. So for him to then feel this way, I don't know. But <laughs> Anyways, they, he met he met LeVar. <laughs> yeah, he here's the video. Him. What's good with you, man? How you doing, man? Oh, 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 okay, okay for the shot. What's good with you? I just want to tell you, I'm a fan of him or yours, man. It's a father. Okay. I'm a fan of him. I always think you're the offensive line. You know what I mean? Like, you take everything on. So, I mean, I, I mean, I respect uh, what Lavar's wearing. He looks good. Shh, little sheep. Yeah. Outfit. Yeah. Looks cozy over there. It's sure cold in Paris. It's like here this time of year. Big Dave should have had him sign his uh, little personal air conditioner. <laughs> I don't know if Big Dave like <laughs> hey, an I think you're cool. Would you sign I it? thought for sure that was making the Well, it's cold in Paris. It's cold there, like here. Big Doesn't Dave uses that every night here. Yeah, but I you know. don't want that to get stuck in custom. Get the source of hot air to sign the source of cold air. That's right. There you go. <laughs> you're full of hot air. But I think you're cool. Sign my air conditioner. <laughs> and last this. but certainly not least, this is the highlight of the week of the day, maybe Wait, of the year for Matt uh, Peck. Highlight of CHGO for sure. Yeah. This is Matt Peck wearing his Joakim Noah shirt and meeting Joakim Noah, his hero. This Wait, is so Casey, I want to hear you say what it says I on the T-shirt. I, I hate this shirt <laughs> because I'm from Ohio. What does it say, Casey? It's a great it shirt. It says, I've never heard anybody going to I Cleveland. never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. Okay, Casey. it doesn't have to be a vacation spot to be a cool place to check out. First of all, well, we'll move on. This is exciting for Matt because look, look at, at how that. they're hugging. Look at this embrace. If you're, wa- if you're listening the on the podcast. One. This is where it got weird and where I the restraint. I sent this picture to my wife and she said, why? Oh, if you're listening on the podcast and you can't see this image, go to Twitter. He's showing Joakim Noah his shirt. He has a, a Joakim Noah face shirt on and then the obvious shirt underneath that. Joakim Noah's like, I've seen that. I've seen that. He's super excited about meeting. And then we obviously had Lawrence make this great uh, image of it in the Mona Lisa spot. Ask me to do that. Leaving a little room for the Holy Spirit right there, which is I appreciate. There's two awesome parts to that. The first one is when he's, He's hugging Joakim, and he kind of looks back to be like, are you getting this on camera? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> looks so <laughs> happy. Are you guys looking at this? Do you Peck. see me? I'm hugging Joakim Noah. So, wait a minute. Yeah. And then that long one right there, that, that the one that you, you hang They're in embracing. the Louvre right there or, or in the Art Institute when they bring it back with them, that's funny because it looks like he's patting down Joakim Noah for weed or something. Like, it's, it's uncomfortable. The whole thing is like... But he's also doing like the under hug that like women do. Like, like it's, it's very it's, like it's, it's not awkward. like the over hug, yeah, like awkward. a bro hug. It's like very. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. We need to make that into like a cutout. I and love put it. Put it on set. You could make so many quotes out of that. It looks like Joe came about to yeah, say. Yeah, caption this. Bro, are you serious? Look at that guy in the middle that kind of looks real? like Joey, like a bald Joey. <laughs> Have you ever seen when um, <laughs> when Tim Howard came back from the World Cup in 2014? Yes. There was this video. Uh, he was he was in the drop-offs at LAX and this dude came up and gave him a a handshake and then went in for the hug 
And Tim Howard literally like stopped him and moved him back. Like, and Joe Keem almost looks like he's about to do this here, but he's yeah. Joe Keem and he gave him the hug. Yeah, that's right. Which he, is why he, Joe he, returned, awesome. he returned the hug. This is also the moment that the restraining order was officially signed. <laughs> Now, I mean, is that, does that go across international borders? Is this yeah, just that comes with. Joakim Noah liked the post of, of that you made, Lawrence, yeah, of him. So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. He didn't repost it, which is fine. No, it's not fine. Come on, Joe. But he did like it, which means he doesn't maybe want to file a restraining order. <laughs> by, by the way, I was watching TikTok last Did I tell this to you already, Luke? No. I was watching TikTok last night. There was a woman doing a TikTok from the Blackhawks game that came up in my feed. Okay. I look in the background. Matt Peck is in the row the behind background. her. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on That's here? pretty weird. And then she did like, the, I saw, like, it could be Peck's friend. I'm not sure. Because she does this weird thing, and she, like, gets a shot of him standing. Like, I was like, holy shit, that's Peck. It's like, pretty, what are the odds? It's pretty amazing. They're listening He's to everywhere. Us. He's everywhere. They're listening to us. The internet knows what we're talking about and when. It's kind of scary. Yeah. But a lot of great things happening. The Bulls are winning the game in Paris against the Pistons right now. So that's good news. Um, just great great experience all around for CHGO Bulls. So I wanted to take scroll stoppers to highlight some of uh, what they've been up to. Can we talk about how awesome, Merci real, beaucoup, real quick, what an unbelievable week it's been for CHGO. On Tuesday, we came in here, and I walked in the door, and Vinny Duber and Lawrence were doing a Zoom interview with Dylan Cease, mm-hmm. the Cy Young runner-up. 2022. So I see. Um, a little later that day, Kevin Warren did a press conference, and we did a sit-down interview with him. Adam Hogue yeah. and Nick Moriano did a great job doing that. And then CHGO lands in Paris, and we do our first international show ever. I'm tired, but I do love cool. when the content is flowing because it makes my job easier, totally harder and easier at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think it like I feel like we keep leveling up at CHGO every week, and I love all of our audience who makes this possible. Yeah. Um, keep buying our products, keep buying, buying diehard stuff because that's what keeps all this stuff going on. And it's a lot of fun. I know everyone's having fun. This is what this is supposed to be fun. I know we grew up in an age of journalism where you were not supposed to show certain things, whatever. Right. Um, but that we're able to have a network yeah. where we're doing serious things, but also having an atmosphere where, Matt Peck can go up and that's right and bro out with uh, Joe Noah <laughs> yes. is just awesome. Yeah. Guys, the guy who photobombed him looks like Joey, but bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice Become to meet you. Diehard. My name's Meat Peck, and uh, you could follow me on Twitter. And then Noah looks back at him and says, "You're standing on my Crocs." <laughs> yeah, he's wearing Crocs and a bucket hat, which is Better kind of than, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Chicago Sports Podcast for this week. Uh, for Luke Stuckmeyer, Mark Carmen, Lawrence Benedetto, Woo. Casey Standahar. I'm Kevin Kaduk. Thank you for joining the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island. See you next Thursday. Goose bumps.